today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Donald Trump was not back in the USSR, except when he was. Uh, because, well, right from the beginning of this whole thing with the with the Trump Tower and what was going on during the election campaign a couple of years ago, uh, Trump has steadfastly said that he had no dealings with Russia, no business deals at all. Well, Rudy Giuliani, who is uh, Trump's personal lawyer now, uh, was on Meet the Press uh, yesterday morning, and uh, he said that uh, now he is uh, making the admission that uh, that Trump uh, actually pursued the deal, the Tower Moscow deal, right through 2016, uh, which is a far different story. But he also said, what's the big deal? Well, what is the big deal? Let's ask uh, Elliot Tepper, a professor emeritus of political science at Carleton University. Elliot, thank you for the time. Good to have you with us today. Well, good morning, Bill. You know, Rudy Giuliani is a guy with a, a stellar reputation. He was a, a very, very successful district attorney, of course. Uh, uh, you know, he uh, nailed a whole bunch of mob bosses and crime figures in New York City. Uh, had a rather uh, well, tenuous time as as mayor of New York, I guess, but uh, a couple of terms there. He he just doesn't seem to to be on the ball with a lot of this stuff. Every time he seems to go on national TV, he muddies the water instead of clarifying anything. Well, uh, he's given a subsequent interview with the New York Times, Bill, where he he quotes he, he quotes Donald Trump as saying. The negotiations, I don't have the exact quote here, but uh, the negotiations with Russia continued till the day I was elected, which is a totally different story than has been told even during the interview uh, with me on Meet the Press with, with Todd and others. So it's um, two things. One is it's a very startling statement in and of itself. Uh, he speaks for the president, and if he says that's what the president said, I you know, short of Donald Trump saying it and personally, you know, that's pretty definitive. But also, why is he doing this? And there's two theories on that. One is he just can't help himself. I mean, he just, he just goes on and on and on. The other is he knows things. He's a lawyer. He's representing a client. Things are about to come out about that client. So it's better to get it out ahead of the news and uh, be, be on top of the news cycle. So when it does come out, whatever that story might be, in this case, the story about how long the negotiations were going on, in sharp contradiction to what was being said publicly at the time, that, uh, you know, that would basically help squash the story. <clears throat> so as to the question of, so what's the big deal? Uh, Giuliani asked rather rhetorically yesterday on Meet the Press, uh, it's not just the fact that, yeah, he lied to the American people about this. Yes, he was having dealings with Russia, and we don't know how extensive those were, whether it was the Russian government or was Russian investors, whatever the case might be. But there are rules against that sort of thing when you're running for president, aren't there? Well, yeah. this gets you into a very technical area of rules against what exactly? Uh, being nice to Russia? Uh, hiding it's, it's, you know, normally it isn't the crime, it's the cover-up. Mm-hmm. Covering up the fact that you were saying many things that Russia wanted to hear, at the same time negotiating quietly behind the scenes for some business deal, and then denying that you were doing that, well, is there, is there a crime there? I don't know, but there's a political issue there, that's for sure. Well, there's that element, and, and I guess it comes down to credibility, and, and, and it, it, what it does is, I guess, in many people's minds, Elliot, it, it fuels this fire that, you know, that there was collusion going on, that, uh, that Trump was, was playing footsie with Russian officials, maybe with Russian government officials at the same time, trying to curry favor for this deal, uh, while at the same time, uh, essentially, uh, aping their, their foreign policy at just about every turn. Yes, and 
Russia really, for example, Russia really wants out of sanctions. If there's a goal for Russia in supporting Trump, which we know, you know, factually seems to be the case, according to the American intelligence agencies, 17 of them, uh, they did intervene in the election, and they did so quite massively in sophisticated techniques, active measures to elect Donald Trump. Why would they do that? Well, uh, it didn't cost them a whole lot of money, and they got a lot of return. But what they wanted out of this was was Donald Trump uh, to lift the sanctions, which are biting the economy of Russia, which is much smaller than people normally think. One tiny aspect of all of this that, that uh, people can now look back on Donald Trump, during the campaign, held a news conference, and he, he picked out an obscure non-reporter from the back of the room. Uh, her name was Maria Putina, <laughs> and she's now been convicted of being a Russian asset, an intelligence agent uh, in America. He, he, he picked out a non-journalist, uh, clearly not randomly, to say, yes, what is your question? Sir, what do you think about sanctions? Oh, I think they should be lifted. So there's a whole pattern here. What about NATO? Oh, I'm against it. So whatever Russia uh, has as a foreign policy goal, that did seem to dovetail with what Donald Trump did during the campaign itself. And now we know that he was deeply involved, apparently, in negotiating for financial gain. And did that affect his stance and therefore America? So that's out there, and, and as you say, we're, we're starting to hear rumors now that uh, that the Mueller report, if not imminent, is is probably closer to being finished than than not being finished at this stage. But again, we still don't know the answer. But amazingly, we did hear from somebody in the Mueller camp uh, to do with yeah. another accusation, which I think raised an awful lot of eyebrows. Uh, I, I'm not. I, I don't know if I want to characterize it as saying they came to Trump's defense, uh, but uh, they denied this br- the, the the BuzzFeed story from last week. Right. The, the story, for those who haven't followed everything like you and I do day to day, was a, a fairly well-known source, BuzzFeed, which has a reliable track record in other areas, came out with this astonishing report that uh, Donald Trump specifically told Cohen, uh, his fixer, to lie before Congress, and that in turn would be a, a crime, and therefore you're into impeachment territory. And it was quite the stir for 24 hours or two news cycles saying, you know, if that's true, everybody said, then we are now going to start investigating possible impeachment. And then, as you suggested, the rare, I mean, unprecedented statement by the Mueller camp, this is the tightest, tightest part of anything in Washington. I mean, nothing comes out of that camp. They called, they have a a spokesperson who called everybody in and said, look, what you just have heard through BuzzFeed is not accurate. So, therefore, Cohen was not directed to lie. Uh, to Congress about uh, about the Trump campaign. So this was in itself, this became a news story. Uh, and BuzzFeed, by the way, is standing behind their statement. And they're saying two things. One, we still think it's true. And yes, others are now speculating. Uh, well, maybe it wasn't true that the source was the Mueller investigation. That's why Mueller had to react. I mean, there were, there were statements, you know, what BuzzFeed said is they got it out of the Mueller people. And Mueller said, "Not, not so." Well, maybe they didn't get it out of Mueller. Maybe they got it out of the, out of the court systems in in New York State. So, this will not. This story is still going on. But the main story there is, there was a sudden flurry that yes, we've got the smoking gun. No, we don't have the smoking gun. 
Well, and and therein lies, I, I guess, some of the speculation that's come out of this. And 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 you're right. I mean, because there's a couple of uh, parallel investigations: the Mueller investigation, but also the one that's going on in the Southern District of New York. Uh, and, and they're the ones that actually laid the charges against Cohen. And we understand now that they've got hundreds and hundreds of pages of, uh, of, uh, of text messages uh, that he has sent over and received over the years. Right. Uh, so now the speculation is, well, maybe it's the Southern District that, uh, that is, is leaking this story as opposed to Mueller. But, I mean, we, I don't know if we're ever going to get clarity on that. I don't know. But one tiny, again, side detail is right now the, uh, the new attorney general uh, designated is undergoing hearings, a fellow named Barr, and he has been, oh, yes, Bob's my friend, and he's a straight shooter, and I will protect the investigation. But what hasn't been uh, brought fairly clear to the post, this hasn't come out much, he, once he's confirmed, will have not only control over the Mueller investigation, but also the federal aspects of what's going on in the New York court system. So in a worst-case scenario, he could, and this is, as I say, speculation in worst-case scenario, he could not only affect what gets reported out of the Mueller report, he has said, you know, that report comes to me, and I will tell everybody else what's in it. It's not going to be released. But he also could shut down a lot of those court cases there. Uh, the FBI, by the way, meanwhile, continues, and there's, there's state cases. So there will be investigations continuing. But as a result of this BuzzFeed um, flare-up, there's not going to be impeachment uh, proceedings based on what was reported by BuzzFeed. Just on that point, Elliot, I think there's a, a distinction to be made here because I know a lot of people are looking at this, and I think Giuliani was hinting at that yesterday on Meet the Press. Is look at this is this is not indictable. This is not felonious activity, uh, but the bar is not that high when it comes to impeachment, is it? Well, it's it's a different bar. It's a yeah, not that bar. The um, high crimes and treason, high crimes and misdemeanors is the constitutional. Uh, situation, but this is ultimately political, and we have to keep in mind that all the House has now come under democratic control, and they can lead investigations. They've got subpoena power. They're going to be bringing Cohen before them. Uh, they don't control the Senate. So what the, the process is, the bill of impeachment is in the House. That is the bill of particulars. Here are the crimes under the Constitution. Now we send it to the Senate to basically try this and convict. If convicted in the Senate, then and only then is the president removed from power. The Republicans not only control the Senate, it takes 67 votes uh, to, to have that majority there, that type of majority, supermajority there, to do the convicting. And that's at the moment, unless something very dramatic comes out, that's an impossibility. So it's a moot point, really. I mean, even if the Democrats in the House decide, okay, there's enough evidence here that we're going to go through with this, uh, it, it dies as soon as it goes to the Senate. Not unlike the Bill Clinton uh, impeachment yes. process from uh, some years but, ago. But remember that Nixon did have to resign because the Republican elders went to him privately and said, sir, we've got, you can't survive this. So uh, we're delivering the message that before we have to vote on it, you, you're going to lose that vote. And he did resign accordingly. So and it will take something very specific uh, to have an impeachment process that goes through all the way. And we don't know what Mueller has. We don't know what all those other courts have. We should probably go back for a moment to, to what's leading to all this discussion, which is the BuzzFeed report and, and Cohen's testimony. What's going on out of a lot of the conversation is that there were at least two separate efforts by the Trump campaign 
to suppress materials during the campaign that could have affected his electoral prospects. prospects. And, and, and it turns out Cohen, the lawyer, the fixer, was involved in each. The Cohen is now, this is so unbelievable, Cohen is, is going to jail in part because of campaign violations, because of the hush money that was paid to the porn star and others. This was considered... Uh, <laughs> Uh, a, a contribution to the campaign that wasn't acknowledged because it turns out everybody's now admitting Trump has said, oh yeah, I paid the money, <laughs> but it didn't come out of the campaign funds. In any event, what we know is there was a very grave effort to cover up things during the campaign that might have hurt the campaign itself. And the second is what you and I have now been discussing, the, the ongoing dealings during the campaign between the Trump organization and Donald Trump, uh, the candidate. So there's two efforts to suppress information vital to, potentially vital to how people chose to vote, and Cohen's in the middle of them. And he's going to sing uh, in just a few days, I guess, in early February. He, he appears before this congressional committee. Uh, and that, that's going to be rather interesting to see just how he, uh, how, well, first of all, how he's being handled by the people that are going to do the, the questioning, but at the same time, how much he's actually going to tell us, because I think both Correct. his lawyer uh, and Cohen, well, Cohen hasn't made too many public statements on this, have said that they don't want to tread too heavily on, on the Mueller investigation, so there's a lot of stuff that he may just say, I can't answer that now. That's correct, and, and Lanny Davis is a very cagey, his yeah, person yeah. is a very cagey person, <laughs> cagey lawyer, good lawyer from what I can tell. He also was connected to the Clintons at one point. So we have a situation where all the noise that we've been hearing for a very long time, that noise is likely to continue, and as of today, there's lots of smoke, but there's no smoking gun. We don't have definitive evidence one way or another in regard to the ongoing saga of Donald Trump, the presidential candidate and now president. If you're a betting man, Elliot, <laughs> uh, I mean, Carr is going to be appointed attorney general. I mean, yeah, that's a given because right. of the, the Republicans control the, uh, the Senate and, and they're on that committee. Uh, are we ever going to hear what's in this report, or is it? Are we just going to get his version of it with you know redacted sections, etc., and things that uh, well national security? I mean, that's a great excuse to to take whole sections of testimony out and say no, you can't allow that. You ask me if to what degree should we all have faith and trust in Barr? Yeah, and there's reason to be concerned because he has notoriously and famously not long ago wrote a 19-page memo which in essence said the president has great leeway in executive power and those investigating, investigating the president have severe limitations on what they can investigate and how they do it. So that raises a lot of red flags as to truly how um, nonpartisan he will be. The president wants somebody as attorney general to defend him. And that's not actually the technical role of the attorney general. It's an autonomous agency. But there's a lot of concern. I don't know how justified, but a lot of concern that basically he campaigned for the office. He's getting the office. And what is he going to do once he's confirmed? Well, obviously serve as another acolyte, not unlike what Matt Whitaker, who's the uh, acting AG, is doing right now. Well, that's unknown. He says, I'm... I'm independent, and anybody who knows me knows I'm independent, and I will defend Mueller. But again, he can say anything he wants up until his confirmation. Once he's confirmed, he can do anything within the law. 
that he wishes. But you need to read between the lines. I mean, when Carr was uh, was uh, t- testifying the other day there during the questioning, uh, you're right. He was, you know, Bob's my buddy. Bob, I got great respect for Bob, and you know, I'm going to make sure that he finishes that report. But but he did not say he'd release it. He, I mean, he may let him finish the report. It may never see the light of day. Well, he said within the constraints, I will release it with under the parameters and all. By the way, I I didn't although I watched a lot of the t- testimony. Uh, it was very interesting. Uh, his views on Roe v. Wade apparently didn't come up prominently, and that's going to be an ongoing issue uh, once he's confirmed. So there's there's many aspects to this nominee that possibly could raise red flags for people. And meanwhile, we have Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who's very, very ill, and it looks it's not at all impossible that Donald Trump will be able to appoint yet another Supreme Court justice, and the Judiciary Committee won't be able to block it, uh, although questions can be raised, so that uh, the Supreme Court can tilt ever further to the uh, conservative side of the spectrum. Yeah, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, well, it's funny, uh, the other day on uh, MSNBC they were saying that she's just recovering. It's a major surgery and she's gonna be, she'll be back, well, but, she she's, but she's not back. And, and, and there is, I think, a great deal of concern uh, that, uh, that she may not get back. And, and uh, you're hearing you know, the stuff from both sides right now as to which way this is going to go, but that would be a huge, huge shift on the, on the Supreme Court. Yes, and, and for, you know, decades. So the, uh, as you and I have discussed over a long period of time, don't just look at the circus, look at the <laughs> sausage factory. That is, don't just caught up, get caught up in the day-to-day-to-day drama around Trump, as, as fascinating as it is. Look where policy uh, is being made and how it's changing America. And policy is being made up until uh, very recently by a 100% Republican control of all lovers of government, and now increasingly over the Supreme Court as well. Uh, and that policy will have lasting effects. Whether you like those effects or not is, of course, up, up to you, but, or up to the American pub- public. But America is being shifted to the right. It's being shifted. The, the power balance in terms of corporation power versus the public's right to know is being shifted. Again, if what you think about that or what people think about that that's a ballot box issue, box issue. But America is being profoundly changed, and there's no sign that's going to stop under Barr or Trump. And uh, even if there were changes uh, from a political standpoint in the next general election, uh, it's, it's trying to like turn the, a sea-going vessel around. It doesn't happen that quickly. No, and, and some of this can go back and forth, which is very harmful for the confidence of the business community and the confidence of people who are concerned about deregulation. What's it doing to your water? What's it doing to your air? What's it doing to food inspections? What's it? The, the power of um, people, many Republicans voted for deregulation. Those deregulations can be reversed if the Democrats come to power, but then if you have every eight years a cycle of more, less, more, less, more, less, this is not a recipe for long-term stability of confidence either for the business community, the corporate community, or the, you know, people who have to, uh, to put up with what happens. So um, the Koch brothers apparently are very unhappy with Trump, but very happy with the, with the sausage factory. You know, the deregulation that's coming out is working to their effect and so forth. This is American politics, and the fascination with what happens to Trump is obscuring a lot of what's happening to change America. Elliot Tepper, always a pleasure, Elliot. Thanks so much for this today. Oh, you're very welcome, Bill. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.